Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. What do we got today, Rick? We got our week 14 starts and sits. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. We them boys. Dude, I'm going to be so... Dude, it's the playoffs. It really is, but I'm going to be so devastated. I'm going to be so devastated if I don't make any uh, any championship games this year. Yeah, that's a shame. I might just wear like a black hoodie the entire week. <laughs> you don't make any? Like, I'm not even going to change my... Well, I know for a fact... I'm not even going to change my clothes. No, for a fact, you're not going to make one because I'm going to beat you this league, this week in the staff league. Oh, we are, we are duking. <laughs> Actually, to be completely honest with you, and this is on the record, so if you do beat me, you don't have to... Like talk trash. I really think it's like truly 50-50. I think it could really go either way between us. Are you just saying that? No, I really like we just went through the rosters and we were like, yeah, this player on my team. And then we we're like, yeah, this player on your team. Yeah. It's like totally 50-50. But we so, are playing against each other. Uh, me and Rick like. are playing against each other in the staff league this week. Fantasy champion staff. So league. the home league's out and out the window. I'm probably going to treat this game very it's starting to feel like a very uh like home league game. <laughs> It's just because we're playing. It wouldn't. It wouldn't if any other. Si- we're playing uh, each other in a in a league where most people are very good at fantasy football. So. Yeah. Anyway, my name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Um, today we have our week fourteen starts and sits, and tomorrow we have the news, and then first round of the fantasy playoffs. A little bit nervous. A little bit nervous. You are. See, I'm not that nervous because I have three bye weeks. Four if you count and include the home league, but uh, that's not a bye week because I'm in the playoffs. It's a bye week because I'm out of the playoffs. How many leagues? I'm in seven. I'm in seven, too. I need the playoffs in three. Good. I'm in the playoffs in... Oh, I'm in eight. I'm Two rebuilding dynasty teams. I'm though. in one more league than you're in. Oh, you're in eight? Yeah, I'm in eight. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, we got week seven. I mean, well, week 14, I moved back in time. If I could go back to week seven, a lot of my fantasy season would have changed. You know, you could say that every year, though. Like, really, I mean, you could say that every week. I should have just offered the one more play. You sit there and you offer trades, and there's just like one more player will get it done, but you're just something stopping you. Yeah, I've I, I had I, did to, I had a deal for too. Dalvin Cook, and all I needed to do was just he was like, I don't know, let me let me shop around the league, and all I need is throw that one more player in. Yeah, would have gotten him, and I didn't do it. So, my whole season though did it did uh, in the home league it did come down to me not putting an extra waiver like dollar on uh on colts d because had i done that uh, i would have made the playoffs no no i would have no because you would you were i would have okay so see here's the problem you are you look at my team this week and you see me see it as a loss i wasn't gonna start i wasn't gonna start oh, yeah. see now Hibbert. that's another thing no though, i told you on. that last week i could i could go back on the show and show you the moment where i said i'm not gonna start justin herbert this week okay I didn't care. I really wanted to just watch Herbert against the Patriots, so I started because <laughs> I didn't have any. I didn't have any hope in the in in making the playoffs. But I would have started another quarterback and won that game, so uh, I would have made the playoffs. I know okay. it sounds skeevy. I really should have just started the other quarterback, so I didn't. I didn't. I'll take you to, at your word. Okay. Anyway, I would have. I would have. I would have won that game, made it to the playoffs. But you know, I'm an idiot. I hate defenses and uh, kickers and defense. I, you know what? We'll do a whole episode, a whole episode, no, please, no. in the off season on why you should get rid of kickers and defense. 
Oh, okay. We can do a that. whole episode. A whole 25-minute episode. <laughs> the pros, the cons, mostly cons. It's just going to be a whole list of cons. Dude, why don't you just let people enjoy what they want to do? What if people just want to play with defenses and kickers and they just like it? Uh, unacceptable. You just can't have fun. <laughs> no fun. No fun. I'm in, a, I'm in two leagues with kickers. Two. One I'm of those are in the same league. two leagues. <laughs> anyway, uh, so let's jump into our week 14 starts and sits. Before we do that, check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs on Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. You can like us at Facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, what are they going to do, Rick? Subscribe. Oh, yeah. He was listening today. Um, be sure to leave you leave a review and share uh, this podcast with your friends. And then if you're watching on YouTube, you can also subscribe there. Click the bell for notifications because subscribing is not enough. And then leave a comment, comment. What well, I'm going to, I'm going to say comment about 40 times in this episode. If you guys have starts and sits questions, cause I you, know you do, you really you're in the playoffs and you definitely don't know who to start at your flex. I see all Drop kinds of comments. people. And these are the, these are, these are people who understand what's going on. They comment on our videos. They say, wow. You know, your content is like underrated. You should have more listeners. I'm like, oh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but they actually commented. And uh, and that helps it. that helps us get Appreciate the video it. out to more people. So if you like the comment, I mean if you like if you if you like the video, like it and then comment and then subscribe and then click the bell. And all of a sudden the YouTube algorithm is just gloriously happy and will recommend our video to more people. Exactly. So let's please, move into our with fourteen starts and sits. Yes. Sir. Um. So uh, we'll start as normal. Quarterback, quarterback, start. Quarterback, sit, and then uh, we'll go down the list from there. There's some tough decisions on this list, and I'm. Dude, this is playoffs. This is make. This is make or break. I'm disappointed. Why? In a couple of these moves by me, this list was done by by moi. Yeah, I did change one thing. I was did you really? determined to change one did thing. You really? yeah, we talked about. It. Oh yeah, that's right. He wanted maybe, to start. Maybe we'll talk about. Yeah, what we'll he get there because it is what it is. Anyway, we'll start with the quarterback position. So at the quarterback position, we have Ryan Tan My Hill. You love saying it like that. I sit in my living room by myself and cheer him on using that name. Do you have him in any league? And I don't know why I even say that. It's like it's such a stupid thing to say, but it's just what I say. Why do you cheer him on so much if you don't own him? I have him in like two leagues. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and I don't cheer like it's not like I'm sitting on the couch going, Oh my god, I need to watch every Ryan Tannehill game. <laughs> I've been at I've been so a Tannehill hand it off to since Henry. he went to since he's he went great, to Tennessee. Actually. Yeah. No. He he really has been such an underrated quarterback though. Yeah. And it's gonna continue this week against um, Jacksonville. Yeah, I agree. Uh you just you you blew up my thought. Go ahead. So I might as well continue then. <laughs> um, yeah, against Jacksonville, uh, I believe they rank 30th against quarterbacks this year, I want to say, or 29th. Um, um, who are they playing again? Sorry. Jacksonville. I, Jacksonville. You have uh, the whole list right 22. there. 22. Uh, well, I, I don't have his name here saying who he's playing. Yeah, 22.6 points per game is the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tannehill all year has been super underrated. He's the. Do you know he's the QB8 in fantasy right now? Wow. And he might surpass Herbert, and I don't know who's ahead of him. I don't him, think he's going to pass Herbert he, this week. No, probably not. Well, maybe. I mean, he. I think there's there's a there's a chance he finishes though in the top six, um, but yet he's not really started in a lot of on a lot of leagues on a week to week basis. Yeah. Um, and he should be, especially this week against Jacksonville. This is a guy that can win you your week and get you to that semifinals game. He can mm-hmm. get another thirty points. He got. Yeah. I want to say thirty last week. Mm-hmm. Um, against who did they play last week? 
I don't know. I can look it up. Cleveland? Yeah, Cleveland. He got 30 against Cleveland. Um, and against Jacksonville, a team that has just been so awful to quarterbacks. I mean, this is a, this is a game where the Tennessee, they got blown out by Cleveland. Um, they're going to come back and probably blow out Jacksonville and kind of a revenge type game. I hope them. I hope Jacksonville wins for the sake of our Patriots fanhood, but it's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, Tennessee, they're they're going to blow out Jacksonville. Um, I think Derrick Henry is going to have a big game. Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. is going to have a big game. Yeah, another player that we're going to talk about later on this list, I think, is going to have a big game. It's just going to be a great week for Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jacksonville is one of the uh, the only thing I have concerns with is that Jacksonville can't keep pace with the what they're going to do, and yep. um, and then Tennessee just blows them out. But it is a division matchup on the road. Yeah, so there's a so chance they might be able to do that. But anyway, yeah, Tannehill, like Rick said, QB eight on the year. He's had some really ga- great games. Um, in the early part of the season, he was pretty much it was just easy games all about. Yeah, he had uh, 19, 26, 13, 30, and twenty nine over the course of those weeks. Um, I want to pull up what the numbers were for those six weeks. Let me just do that really quickly. I should just write this stuff down. Um, so at that point, at, at that point, Tannehill was the quarterback eleven. He had a bye week, though. but he had a bye week through that stretch, so he was really averaging uh, 24 a twenty twenty four a game, which put him in the top six, I believe, top seven. You're looking at. Uh, just change it to quarterbacks. You have two guys. Oh, is it overall? Yeah, that's overall. Sorry. <laughs> Screwing up we, we were great at pregame show notes and stuff. Oh, it's true. Um, so, yeah, he was yeah. top six. Um, so, I mean, he he was fantastic in the early part of the season, and then he faced a gauntlet of a schedule after that. Um, and he had yeah. Pittsburgh, Chicago, Chicago, Indianapolis twice, and Baltimore. It just was a lot of tough games. So, here to end the season, we talked about his easy schedule. He has Jacksonville, Detroit. I don't know if you want to start him against Green Bay. That's your own choice. We probably will put him on some other list. Yeah. So on the opposite side of the spectrum, yeah, maybe, maybe week sixteen. I mean, we'll see what happens. But anyway, uh, Jacksonville and Detroit the next two weeks are really good. But right. I I I would feel safe starting Ryan Tannehill against Jacksonville this week. Yeah. And last time he played Jacksonville, he also had twenty six points. So yeah. And in the staff league, he has Russell Wilson. Oh yeah, you have Tannehill and I have Ryan league, Tannehill. As you sit here and oh, roast me, oh. I honestly thought about it for a couple of seconds because I have Cam Newton in this league, and I was like, "Oh no, never, no, don't, not gonna happen." Don't. I have Tom Brady. I thought about it. <laughs> thought about starting him over Russ. Yeah. So, um, anyway, Tannehill start yeah. sit at quarterback is Jared Goff. Now, Goff, I, I feel like I, I, I hate to put. We were talking before the show, looking at some other start and sits articles, not roasting anybody. Because we we support everyone who creates content in the fantasy football community, but uh, we saw some people some some people write some fantasy football start and sit articles, and they make them pretty self explanatory. Yeah, it's like start. Uh, give me give me a guy who's just you're just gonna start Dalvin Cook. <laughs> start Dalvin Cook this week because he has a good matchup. Okay, but <laughs> what else? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I feel like golf when I was making it's this kind list, of on that. It's kind of on that. Like, okay, this is an easy one because you wouldn't start golf. Um, yeah. I would put an honorable mention as Jalen hurts. Cause I also felt that was self-explanatory, but I feel like a lot of people are going to be dumb enough to start Jalen hurts this week. There's someone in our home league, I believe who had Carson Wentz. Yeah. And they picked up Jalen hurts. And I think he's going to start him in a playoff game. So <laughs> don't, don't get me excited. <laughs> I gotta look around the league because I might I might actually still have some hope in the home league over here. It's gonna be a bunch of terrible teams duking it out for the, the I, worst. I'll tell you after the show, but there's some crazy stuff. 
Um, so anyway, Jared Goff had, had an interesting early part of the season. He wasn't terrible. Um, yeah. and he, he's had some decent games. He had, uh, the last three weeks, he had 25 against Tampa, 24 against Arizona, and then five against he, San Francisco. Good week, bad, the bad point, week. The point behind this is that San Francisco is not even that, like, they're tough, but they're not New England Patriots holding, uh, Kyler Murray to eight points tough. Yeah, and Justin Herbert to another uh, single-digit total. And Jared Goff doesn't tend to do well in Thursday night primetime games. This just so, screams like... I know, run far away. They, these two teams played in the Super Bowl two years ago, um, and the score was 10-3, to 3, wasn't it? <laughs> that was like maybe the worst Super Bowl I've this ever is, This life. Thursday night game is going to be, I think, something like I don't that. think I've ever come out of a Super Bowl win for my like home team uh, and felt as horrible as i did about that game i was like i was like why did everyone like that was the grossest super bowl win in the history of super bowl wins. hey but it counts it does count um but six yeah right um anyway jared goff though against new england it just feels like that sort of game because do you even think like cam newton in that patriots offense is gonna even score either no not for a second against aaron darnold and jalen well they might well you're a patriots fan but as a um just looking at it somebody's got a score True. Uh, I think Jared Goff, this is a game where he throws like two picks and fumbles and just yeah. craps his pants against Bill Belichick on a Thursday I night. mean, and right now, according to sleeper.com, uh, he is currently rostered in 66% of leagues and he's being started in 34% of leagues. Yeah, that's so, too high. Um, that is far too high. That's actually a lot higher than I, I thought it yeah. was going to be. But I would sit Jared Goff this week. For sure, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the next guy. I'm in the wrong show notes. Um uh, at the running back position, it's Swift slash Peterson. Now, uh, Swift had his brain jumbled a couple weeks ago, and he still has he still has a concussion. I guess he does not have a concussion. The is reason he's been missing practice is because of an illness, non COVID related. Oh my god, that's why he missed the last game too. Really, he's actually they been off. It was con- a concussion. That that's how he originally got hurt. But he's been off concussion protocol. I think for like a week now. Okay, I guess his game isn't. I guess his brain is not scrambled eggs. Which is a good sign. Um, anyway, if he does play this week, I would say that the start is swift. But we talked about earlier this week picking up a guy by the name of Adrian Peterson and starting him if he's available in your leagues yes, against yeah. the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are one of the better teams in the league when it comes to stopping the pass, but uh, <laughs> they're terrible on the ground. Yeah, they're the third, 30th ranked against running backs. How many um, points a game do they give up? 23.2. Do we know oh. if this is half PPR or standard? I have no idea. Anything? I'm assuming that it's PPR because yeah. that's what most players uh, But yeah, 23.2 points a game to running backs. Um, they give up a lot of yards on the ground. We've seen Jonathan Taylor have his – he had his breakout game this year against Green Bay. Yeah. Or I don't, I don't know if you want to consider that his breakout game, but kind of his game back from the dead. <laughs> where he, he rushed for like 100-something yards after really yeah. stinking. Uh, if Swift plays this week, he's coming off the last time Swift we saw Swift play, mm-hmm. um, and he was a starting running back. I think he had like 22 points, yeah. um, and he was dominating in the passing game and the running game. It just feels like if Swift can play this week, like it seems like another 20-point week out of him. Um, and yeah. if he doesn't play, Peterson has right. been good in his absence, and I think will continue to be good. I think you can get at least like – 70 80 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown from him if he plays yeah yeah i mean i i, I totally agree with you good to know um i don't like the you have swift though <laughs> i was gonna 
Yes, she has yeah, Swift in the, staff the, league champ- in the staff league uh, playoff game that we have. Yeah, so his first game that they kind of wanted to use him, he had 25 against Jacksonville, and then he had nine carries against Atlanta and uh, I want to say six against the Colts. And then when he got announced the starter, um, he actually only played one game, I yeah, believe, when he got a announced the starter. starter. Yeah, and he had 23 fantasy points. So, Yeah, no, I think against I think Washington. One of the things that intrigued me about DeAndre Swift earlier in the season was um, he wasn't getting any rushing attempts, and his snap percentage was relatively low. But when he was on the field, he was getting pass catching work, a lot of it. And um, and so I, I'm really – he does look like this year's, like, Miles Sanders – Remember Sanders took all season for him to even get a chance to be the starter. Yeah. And then he finally took over and he had a really great game and, and then it just turned into like 20, 30, 20 in the playoffs. Yep. And just won people leagues. Like, I'm not saying Swift's gonna do that, but if he does come back from this illness and and they do give him the full time and, and I talked about offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel being a workhorse running back guy. I mean, this is it's a match made in heaven. Like if you're yes. cons- if you're considering not starting Swift I would be absolutely stunned. Yeah, unless you, guys, you have a team with three running backs that are five yeah. five times better. But right, right now, he's only he's only being started in thirty one percent of leagues. Um, he still is questionable, but he did return to practice today, which will probably. I think talk he's. About I think tomorrow. most likely he's he's going to play. Yeah. So I would. I would. You know. Um. Unfortunately, the takes that we had about Adrian Peterson earlier in the week are going to go by the wayside. Uh, but yeah. that's just the waiver wire show in general. Ninety right. percent of the time. So. <laughs> Swift, um, Swift is a start this week. Yeah. Uh. Really. Even when he wasn't the starting running back, mm-hmm. he consistently gets five to four targets every week. So he's got at least that floor. Yeah. Um. Like I said, in his last game that he started, he had twenty some points, but he mm-hmm. had five catches as well for sixty eight yards on a receiving right. touchdown. That is huge. Dang. Huge for fantasy. So I wish I had a sound effect for waving the um the white flag. For why? Because our sit of the week at running back is Miles Sanders. Moment of silence for our fallen fantasy soldier. Very disappointing. <laughs> It's okay, buddy. It really took. It was like it was like I was making this list, and and I I ripped my heart out and threw it on the computer. Uh, Miles Sanders against New Orleans. I would sit him this week. Uh, Rick said it on Sunday to me. He's like, "Who's still starting this guy?" And I'm like, "Me." I didn't say it like that. I I I said like I said like, "Isn't it time to sit Miles Sanders?" Yeah. So um, I I currently am sitting him in our matchup. Um, this week he'll probably end up starting them though, knowing you. Uh, and then he'll get eight 100. points, and you'll throw um, your phone on the ground. I, I see. This is the problem. I I spent my whole fantasy career, uh, like overthinking everything and pulling guys out of my lineup that I shouldn't be pulling out of my lineup at the last second. Like uh, four weeks ago, five weeks ago in the home league, I pulled out uh, Kareem Hunt when he had like twenty points for for Fournette. Yeah, because I was like, I don't like his matchup. Like it's just sometimes things are a lot more simpler than you want to make them out to be. But anyway, um, Sanders against New Orleans is it's going to be an extremely tough matchup this week. Yep. Um, I think against running backs, New Orleans has given up 11 fantasy points per game. You, we can talk about the fact that I saw this. I saw this earlier today, and it astounded me. Miles Sanders had a 56 percent snap percentage last week in the yeah, matchup it's against way Green too Bay. Low. It's way too low. And to be honest with you, until Doug Peterson gets fired, I don't think he's going to go over 65% again. 
Um, and I think the biggest issue for me is that not only are you playing New Orleans, one of the toughest run defenses in the NFL, yep. um, you also are probably only going to see 50% of the snaps, and Boston Scott's, Scott's going to see the other 50%. I would be not, I would definitely not be surprised if he only scores like five points this week. No, I, I hope he doesn't. I hope I'm dead wrong. I'm hedging my bets and I'm starting him in another league. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the Sanders too much. Right. But no, I, I'm with you though. I wouldn't really I if you have any option that's better at all, which is like a lot at this point. Mm-hmm. Um he's being started still in seventy seven percent of leagues. It's just too much against New Orleans that has yeah. really been the best run defense in the league, not just fantasy wise, but in the yeah. real NFL. It's very hard to against run against Arizona and Dallas. I'm okay sure. with starting him. Yeah, sure. But um, I, against against New Orleans, it's a tough against one. the Saints. It's just so tough, and I have a feeling too the Saints are going to play, you know, force Jalen Hurts to throw the ball um, and make the rookie have to make a lot of plays. It's just the Eagles have been so bad. Doug Peterson's been so bad. I'm not trusting anyone on the Eagles. But especially Miles Sanders at this point, which is tough to say because we're big Miles Sanders guys. But the snap percentage is too low. It's just way too tough a matchup. I think he's probably only going to get like ten carries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All points that you mentioned. It's, it's, it's a sad situation. But it's time to sit Miles Sanders. So this this little blurb here that I just read from Roto Baller is probably the best description description as to why you shouldn't start him. The headline is. Uh, Miles Sanders could struggle in week 14. I think you can change the could to will. Struggle. Most likely. Most likely. Watch he gets, watch he gets 25. And it says uh, Philadelphia Eagles running back Miles Sanders could be set up for a rough week in week 14 against the New Orleans Saints. The Saints have done an excellent job at limiting the production of opposing tight ends. I'm assuming that they mean running backs. Um, that, com- that combined with Sanders not getting anywhere near the touches expected makes him a very risky option this week. Sanders has just 18 touches over the past two weeks and has gone Three Yikes. straight uh, weeks finishing outside the top 30 for fantasy running backs. Uh, That's hard to do. The upside still remains there, obviously. But the risk with the uh, with Sanders is possibly starting to outweigh the potential, um, even with a new quarterback in charge. Sanders is an iffy RB3. So uh, that is why I'm not starting him this week. It is a three. Our, our league is a three um, three flex league. I just glitched the light out. Um, it's a th- it's a three flex yeah. league. So and you're still sitting. Um, I could probably I could probably start him. Like Claypool or Sanders. It is tough. It's a it's tough a- choice. I'd start at Claypool though. Probably. Yeah, we'll we'll see what I end up deciding by Sunday. But anyway, um, so that's the sit of the week. Let's talk about the wide receivers quickly because we're running out of time on the show. Wide receiver start of the week. I originally said um, Marquise Brown, who's been having a couple of good weeks. He shakes his head. No, he asked me. He was like, I said Marquise Brown. And then he's like, so you want to start T.Y. Hilton? I'm like, why does that correlate? And he's like, T.Y. had like 22 and 50 in the last two weeks. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I still wouldn't start him. He's like, yeah, I know. And you want to start Marquise Brown? I said, yeah, you're 14 and 10. <laughs> I like the the line of thinking with Hollywood. He has really good matchups for us to see. And he does have good matchups, but it's still like a lot of people gave up on him and I picked him up and, um, and multiple leagues. And he has just such an easy schedule that if Lamar starts playing really well and starts throwing a lot more touchdowns, like Marquise Brown could be really good, but uh, Rick's pick was safer. I just didn't want to put two Titans on this list. I want you while I'm talking to look up T.Y. Hilton stats and then look up uh, Hollywood Brown stats for the whole season and just compare the two. Um, Anyway, the guy we, Decided to pick because I told him to choose somebody else. I'm actually going to um, do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Corey Davis against Jacksonville. Uh, Corey Davis has been one of the most underrated wide receivers this year in fantasy. Uh, he's my guy. He's always been my guy. Um, but yeah. last week uh, against Cleveland, he really showed up. I think he had like 27 fantasy points. I'll get the exact number right here for in a second. Um, 
Yeah, he had he had 29 fantasy points and half PPR, which is ridiculous. But even all season, he's got 13, 11, 9, and then he missed two games, and then he had 12, 12 and a half, 22, and then he had zero against Chicago, but he was limited, I believe, mm-hmm. in that game. And then he so I don't really count that one, but you can count it if you want. Then he had 9, 13, 8, 29. So other than that one game where he got zero and didn't really play, his lowest total all season has been eight point five. I think he's like the wide receiver fourteen since the bye week. Yeah, he's he's super Something underrated like and he's a guy that you can easily start against Jacksonville, mm-hmm. who have, who is one of the worst pass defenses in the league. And as we talked about earlier, Ryan yeah. Tannehill gonna have potentially a huge week. Um, I would expect Corey Davis to have a good week as well. Now, why did you look me, tell me to look up those stats? Because um, Ty Hilton is literally the wide receiver forty three. Uh, oh, actually, a wide receiver forty, and uh, T. Y. Hilton is the wide receiver fifty. So, they they are different. They are different, but not by a lot. <laughs> Look at just week by week. I mean, I'm going to be so, honest. Hilton and Marquise Brown are probably on the same level, but they're both okay starts. If you need a start this week, I'm not even joking. I, yeah, no, I actually agree. <laughs> but but it's still like gross. Are you overthinking it? Yes. No, I mean in deeper leagues, I think T.Y. Hunt and Hollywood it's, Brown. It's are tougher fine. because I mean T.Y. has had such a bad season, and I'm unsure as to why they decided to target him the last couple of weeks. And I, I, I mean, we could have told you. I think we had him as a bust this year. I did have him as a bust. Yeah, yeah and like it's just not. It's not. It wasn't a good situation. Um, and some people have Marcus Brown as a breakout. We did not go that far. Very glad because we, didn't. we know that they don't throw the football. Yeah, so I, we we both we both were on the board of um, the Ravens having some passing regression this year. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, the wide receiver set of the week is the Houston Texans wide receivers. You're going to see some articles come out about Kiki Kuti being a starter this week. You're going to see some articles come out about starting Brandon Cooks. And I just, I, against Chicago, I don't like it. I, it's I, hard to start either. To, yeah. to, to, to go, especially this is more based in Kiki Kuti because I think Brandon Cooks could probably have a decent week, especially if he catches a long touchdown or something like that. I was going to say, yeah, he might get a touchdown. Um, but if, uh, like for Kiki Kuti, I just don't see it happening. A lot of people think he's going to be Will Fuller this week. And I, I and they're saying start him against Chicago. And, and I feel like that is a totally overthinking fantasy football in a lot of ways. I mean, we, we said that he has that potential on the waiver wire show, mm-hmm. but it's not for games like this. Yeah. Um, against Chicago, that is a very good defense. Uh, it's just going to be hard for him, I think, to put up the numbers he did this past week. Mm-hmm. I think he, he could have a few big weeks at the end of the season when they play some easier matchups. But again, against Chicago, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Chicago has given up 20 fantasy points to wide receivers. You have Brandon Cooks. I think Brandon Cooks is probably going to get like 14. Yeah, <laughs> off the 20. And then you have, and then you have Kiki Kuti. I guess you could switch this to just Kiki Kuti, but yeah, um, yeah. And I think I think there's going to be a couple of fantasy points to Rando wide receivers as well. So I mean, there's a chance Kiki goes off and then Cooks gets like one fantasy point. But they're oh, bo- yeah, I think yeah, both of sure. them are not going to sure. have good weeks. There's yeah. well, one of them might have a decent week, but either way, neither of them. I think I think, th- I think, I think Watson and the and the the Texans have been overperforming lately a little bit. Yeah, that's just me. Um, so uh, like I said, thirty seconds on each tight end. Okay. Eric Ebron started the week at tight end against Buffalo. Buffalo has has done pretty uh, pretty good job of allowing fantasy points to the tight end position. They allow, uh, I believe, it's nine fantasy points a game. Um, so, and, and Eric Ebron is, is ripe for a goal line target here or there. So I think, I think he could definitely be a, a good start this week. Um, and somebody who could punch it into the end zone. Yeah. And then Dallas Coder starts to the week against, uh, the saints. 
just like Miles Sanders. Uh, Philly's not going to really do much this week. Goderit was good with Carson Wentz as the starter, uh, but with Jalen Hurts, we don't really know who he's going to target. Um, and even with Zach Ertz coming back last week as well, Dallas Goderit's targets went down. Uh, so against the Saints this week, it just doesn't yeah. seem like a great play. Okay, there we go. There you have it. A list of starts and sits for your fantasy playoff. Yep. Oh, man. Fantasy playoff. We're here. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's already here. I'm pumped. I'm psyched. I'm ready to go. We got one more show to go this week. So uh, be sure to check it out. Check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. And we will uh, we'll talk to you Friday, tomorrow, for the news. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.